Hey everybody, I am Peter and I am never ever going back to Camino. He's more valuable than me, it's Mike. Welcome to Rebels Rebels, the podcast where two buds just chat patch. Yeah. I like your shirt by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I forgot I, I forgot I had this is the only remaining Star Wars shirt I have. It's a Boba Fett shirt. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a, Boba it's Fett. a cool little uh Where? Yep. Well, Coming soon, hopefully. That's one of the things we might be talking about. December. Hopefully, question mark. Well, I'm. Is it a we'll, book? We'll get or is into it. A show? We'll get know. into it. Well, we will get into it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but first, we have some business to attend to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I after. don't remember what I am. I think I'm. It's low. Oh goodness! It's <laughs> it's at least two for seventeen. It could even be lower. But I'm going to say it's two for seventeen because yep. I can't remember. All I know is that I'm demolishing you in this game. So Yeah, you're one for three. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. Two and a half for three. No. Anyway, we are playing our Star Wars Episode One Wide Vision trading card game. And this game, we will show three things. I will say, show three cards. There's a subtitle on each card with a picture. And Mike needs to guess what is on the card. I am making him do this because, as I have said... This is Mike's favorite movie of all time. I won't argue. I, 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 I just determined that. I didn't run it by you at all. I'm just determining it's your favorite movie of all time. I won't fight. Cool. I won't all fight right. it. Are you ready for the first one? You could be. All right. These are all hard. Mm. You. Uh, first one is Obi Wan on board. <laughs> okay. Let's go with What is he on board for? What is he on board a thing? Is he on or board it, an idea? Yeah, an idea. I think it's an idea. And I'm going to say this is so random, but I'm going to say it's when Qui-Gon passes and he says he will train Anakin. He's on board for no. it. I'm on board. <laughs> it is literally Obi-Wan on board a ship. He's looking at the control panel. Uh, whatever. The description on the back says, You sure there isn't anything of value left on board? Qui-Gon asks his apprentice via the comm link, but Obi-Wan offers him little hope. A few containers of supplies. The Queen's wardrobe, maybe. Not enough for you to barter with. I liked mine better. I'm on board to train him. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Uh, the next two are, are difficult because they're so broad. So the next one is called Darth Maul on Tatooine. Uh, I'm going to say it's the first time you see Darth Maul after he's looked through his binocular things and it kind of like puts them down. And it's just like, you know... It's like the very first time we see Darth Maul on Tatooine. You just keep shooting. You just shot yourself in the foot. I was about to give it to you, but uh. it's Darth Maul still looking through his binoculars. Oh, come on. That's you, so <laughs> close. You, if you would have just said the first time we saw Darth Maul, I would have given it to you. But you said, you specifically said he put his binoculars down. <laughs> On the back it says, the sinister looking Sith infiltrator lands on top of the desert mesa at dusk, scattering a herd of banthas. This is garbage. <laughs> this game is garbage. I was right. seconds away. Okay. 
<laughs> I would have given it to you if you just said the first time you see Darth Maul on Tatooine. Hell, I probably would have even given it to you if you said it's a picture of Darth Maul on Tatooine. <laughs> no, no, you wouldn't have. No, you yeah. wouldn't have. That's way too vague, and I don't want that. Okay. So I'm two for 19. All right. Um, all right. The last one, again, very broad. The Galactic Senate. I will say, uh, do you I want mean, it's just a, a shot of, It's just a shot of the Galactic Senate, like in like that huge arena. It's just a shot of the huge arena where like Padme is giving the speech. Please, please, Senator, my people are dying. <laughs> it's like that moment. My people are dying. Um, I don't know mom- what moment this specifically is. I will let your conscience guide you. It is a picture of the Ithorian senators. So it's not the whole arena. On the back it says, Addressing the Galactic Senate on the Naboo crisis, Queen Amidala is thwarted when the Trade Federation raises issue of procedure. I don't want it. (laughs) Uh, The exact shot I was thinking of was not that. I'll be a harsh critic to myself, too. So two for 20. Fair enough. Those those were difficult. Those were definitely difficult. That was pretty close. That was pretty close on all of them. You were. uh... Except for the first one. Um, but I liked yours better for the first one. Cool. Are you ready to talk, Mr. Bain? Mr. Bain? Are you Mr. Ready? Bain? Are you Mr. ready Bain. to talk about Dr. this Bain. episode? It, yes, let's talk <laughs> yeah. about. I am Mr. Bain. I am Mrs. Bain. That's my that's my best Bain impression. I can't do a good brain impression. I was born in the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, now we're now we're talking Batman. It took me a second. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how did you feel about this episode, Mike? Um, I'm still, I, I, I watched it minutes before we recorded this mm-hmm. and I thought it was fun. Um, it's like, it's, that's such a trite thing to say, <laughs> but it was just a fun episode. Um, and I think this is going to sound kind of crappy. One of the reasons it was fun is it was a, it was a break from the Bad Batch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it was a break from the Bad Batch, and it was a focus on a few characters who I really liked, and there were some cool twists. It was fun to just feel like this is a mature, like a matured Clone Wars mm-hmm. episode. You know, it didn't feel like Bad yeah. Batch. Um, and Cad Bane is fun. I won't get into. I won't. I won't get Mr. into. Mr. Bane. Mr. Bane. I won't get you, Batman. <laughs> oh gosh! All right, the whole episode, huh? Yeah. Um, like uh, like yesterday when you texted me and it came through <laughs> twenty times. You sent me a picture and it came through twenty times on my phone. In all fairness, I it, it I sent it once. It was an issue with our phone carriers, but yeah. I did sure. have a little fun once I found out that you sure, were getting blame the big pictures. guy. Real yeah. sportly of you. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, that's my overall. It was fun. It was a nice mm-hmm. break. I actually thought it was a great. It didn't feel like a bridger. It felt like a breather in mm. a good way. Yeah. Um, what did you think about it, high level? Yeah, I agree. I think the thing that I'm coming away with is that the 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 floor is very high for this show. What, so that what I mean by that is the this is not that exciting of an episode, like nothing big and huge happened. Oh, it was exciting, but like it wasn't a mind blowing episode. There wasn't huge story developments. There were there were a couple of cool things that have progressed the story, but like it was just a really well made episode. 
And in both the other animated series, the bad ones are like bad. <laughs> and it's, you know, I'm the ceiling is maybe not as high as Rebels so far. I don't yeah. think there's anything I've seen in cl- both Clone Wars and Rebels. The ceiling was very high. The best of those shows were the best Star Wars has ever done. I haven't seen anything in this series that has got me there yet, but the floor is also very high. That means that, you know, the bad so far has not been that bad. I don't think, I mean, the worst I, the worst episode so far I think I gave was a C. And we'll get to our rating to this. I mean, it wasn't a mind-blowing episode, but I'm still going to give it a good grade. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really well made. I thought it was beautifully shot, really well directed. The action was fun. The action was fun, and it was oddly beautiful. Mm -hmm. I I don't know what about it. And something I noticed when I was watching it is that they do a lot of perspective. I don't know. I don't know know what this is called. They do a lot of perspective or depth shots where the the background is kind of has that blurred effect on it. Oh, and there's yeah. a real focus on whoever the character is. They they employ that a lot, but in a really, I don't know, really artistic way that I, re- I appreciate. Yeah. that's. It, it, I mean, it's still the same style of Clone Wars. They didn't make a big stylistic change. Like when they went from Clone Wars to Rebels, the animation looked much different. Except it just looks... Yeah, it just looks so better. much better. Yeah. Incredibly uh, better. Like, even the, the people movement is not... Yeah. Clone Wars even had a little bit of a stiff video game. Mm-hmm. I was actually noticing when I was watching, and I was watching, like, Cad Bane move, just mm-hmm. even the fluidity of movement felt super humanoid, and that yeah, is kind of wild. Yeah, totally. Um, the first thing that I noticed about this episode is, new theory, Crosshair is Dengar. Dang it. I wanted to bring that up. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I wanted to bring that theory up. And so I started, now I didn't go down the rabbit hole, but automatically I thought, okay, what about D- Dengar's story has been canonized by Disney? Because he's been canonized by tons of comics and he has a, mm-hmm. he has a, a big history outside of the Disney canon. But what has Disney done with Dengar? Um, and I, and I, I fumbled to, I mean, you know, I, he's in Lego stuff, but is he in Clone Wars ever? I do not know. I am actually looking that up right now. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I think this is kind of a jokey theory on my part, because that would be wild if that's how that happened. But that actually might be kind of a cool, we um, always thought there would be some sort of redemption for him. But I mean, what if he just becomes like a crazy bounty hunter, dude? So Dengar is, I'm going to, I'm going to throw it out there, my all-time favorite bounty hunter. Really? Interesting. I was a big fan of him when I was a kid, and I don't remember why. And I remember when Battlefront came out, the first one, and you could be Dengar. He was one of the heroes, and I was like, oh, I, mm. I love this. I love being Dengar. I, I don't know what it is about that character I just absolutely love. Huh, that's really interesting. I would not have guessed that. I mean, I think he's kind of a funny dude, but um, yeah. I mean, yeah. he he does. If Battlefront is canon, he has a like Australian New Zealand accent. Yeah, that's true. Um, I did look it up though. He did appear in a uh, Clone Wars, so I do Dang not think it. he is literally Dengar. Uh, but that would have been kind of fun. Crap on a stick. That would have been so sweet. That would be cool. 
I it did. I I was always kind of joking because I thought that would be a wild theory, but it did bring into my mind it would be a kind of cool thing if maybe Crosshair didn't just go the route of one being saved and rejoining the Bad Batch, or yeah. two just becoming a stooge for the Empire. Um, what if he got his chip deactivated and then just went off on his own? Just became like a deranged madman. Or, this is not going to happen, what if he got his chip <laughs> removed and then he was just still the same? Just still a jerk? <laughs> he was like, no, this is just who I am. Like, bad guys are bad guys sometimes. Ah. Not bad guys. But like, this is just, these were my choices the whole time. That could be oh, interesting. That would be interesting. Yeah. Um, just made me think about something a little bit interesting that could happen in this story. The other thing is, I mean, we've talked about it every episode so far, but they just keep ripping off Mandalorian. Like, Yeah, a lot. Yeah, the second she, Lama Sue, is like, terminate her once you get the genetic material needed. That's literally the reason Baby Yoda gets kidnapped. They're just, it's the exact same plot point. It's just replace the Mandalorian with the Bad Batch and replace Omega with Baby Yoda. And it's the same. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really close. And what's funny is um, you actually got Elliot, my, my little one, a uh, Mandalorian book for his second mm-hmm. birthday. Yeah. We read, we've read it every night, Peter. Oh, that's so sweet. It's a, just because it's the perfect, it has, it's just the perfect bite-sized little chunks of <laughs> words. It's just enough. It's hard to find the right amount of words per page for how old your kid is. And that, yeah. that one's perfect. And so I've been thinking, I've been, it's funny, I compare them readily every yeah. night as I read them. Um, I will say an intro, uh, I mean, let's just, let's just jump to it because I'm itching to talk about it. Yeah. Um, the other bounty hunter. Um, Fennec Shand. There it is. Interesting. Did you see it coming? Did you see this whole twist of, I'm just going to reveal it, that she was working for Lama Sue, who Lama Sue is the Kaminoan who is fond of... Um, I think it's not Nalase is the good Kaminoan. Oh, I think Lama Nala. Sue is the, is the yeah. uh, prime oh. minister. But I got I I'm not 100 percent sure. I had to look that up and try to figure it out. I get all I got all three of them. Yeah, they're all which ones they have, which. yeah. Tara, yeah, uh, they're all really Tan close. Wei, was that the one that yeah, got, got capped? Maybe that's so. The one who's kind of the protector of uh, of Omega, she hired the bounty yeah. hunter, which is great because that's way better. Because I was I was very worried that somehow they were going to make that bounty hunter like her mother or something. Oh, yeah. Totally. That was my fear the whole time. And it was just going to be, in my mind, such a bad twist. Mm-hmm. And so I love this, like the one, she's a protector of Omega. And two was like, hey, call me if you ever want me to help because I will always come back to do this. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of totally. cool. And that's very Mandalorian yep. because the child enumerates protectors as mm-hmm. he goes. Ooh, and like Omega that. seems to be doing that. So it was a little like, okay, it works, but don't do it again. Yeah, totally. I, that's a great call out. I love that. And then another tie. So I want to jump into it. What I was referring to earlier about Boba Fett is the one Where? kind of <laughs> nice, uh, the one kind of thing that really advanced the story that I think we need to talk about is that we ha- now know why Omega is important. 
we kind of referred to this about um, why maybe Rex is such a badass compared to other clones. We talked about how the Django Fett DNA is degrading every generation of clone and Omega has generation one DNA. Um, so that is why they want Omega, but that is not the reveal that I was speaking about. It is the fact that they talked about Boba Fett in this episode and they revealed that Boba's name was originally alpha, which alpha and Omega, Ooh, we asked that what, what could be the significance of Omega's name being Omega she is the second one, whereas Boba was the first one. So that makes them quite literally brother and sister. Um, and I am expecting that Boba Fett is going is coming. I think Boba Fett will show up in this in this series. So again, more of Mandalorian tie-ins. Fennec Shand and Boba Fett may both be in this series. So I didn't pick up any of that. <laughs> I was also watching with a toddler running around me. Fair enough. Yeah. So in the part where. Yeah. I was going to say, t- tell me, explain. So they're talking, um, the, the Camoeans, Camonians, Camerinos, they were all talking about why they need to get Omega. Why, like what's going on. And that's when they said like, you know, make sure like Cad Bane's got her, like, let's go meet her. And they were setting that up. They talk about how Omega is important because she has generation one clone DNA. Yeah. She is, she is close. It's what, um, tech also finds out in this episode is that they, she is the closest copy of Django Fett that is absolutely possible. And the only other person who is that close of a genetic match with Django Fett is, is, Boba Fett, but they said, well, Boba disappeared, and we don't know where Boba is, so that's why we need to get Omega. And in that, they they mentioned, there was once a clone, his name, he goes by Boba, but he was once named Alpha, something uh, like that. How did I totally miss it? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So that answers a couple questions we had earlier in the season, which is kind of a cool reveal. And yeah, like I said, I think this is definitely going to be, there's just too many ties, especially with Cad Bane kind of being a foe to Boba through this Fennec Shand. I think them setting up all this generation one clone nonsense. They're probably Boba's coming. That's my guess. I, I, I Fennec Shand looks so much like Zam Wessel. It's, it's <laughs> I know. every time I see it, I, I, I try, know I make a mental connection between her and Zam Wessel. Totally. The, the changeling from uh, attack of the clones. It's uh, yeah. ever present in my mind. Totally. Um, but speaking of Boba and Cad Bane, we talked last week about this deleted scene, um, in an unfinished Clone Wars arc that was going to kind of close up Cad Bane's story and also kind of build on the, the, the difficulties between him and Boba Fett. And there was a scene where... It was the exact same scene between Hunter and Cad Bane that they end up using. There was a, there's a, you know, Western style draw. What's that called? Like a shootout. Standoff. Standoff. That's what I'm looking for. There's a Western style standoff between young Boba Fett and Cad Bane. And they ended up 
you know, drawing on each other. What I didn't mention, because I didn't actually know this, is I did say that Boba gets shot in the head, and that's how Boba gets the dent in his helmet. Also, Cad Bane got shot in the head in that, and evidently Cad Bane was going to die. And so that's how they were going to close Cad Bane's story in this deleted arc from Clone Wars. Mm. The reason I'm pulling it, I'm talking about this, is because did you notice there were two times when Cad Bane's hat came off while he was fighting? Yep. And there's a big metal plate in his head. Yeah. So what's that? That's indicating to me is that that duel actually happened canonically, and Cad Bane did get shot in the head, but he survived the shot. That's funny. I was kind of taking it as because I did see it and I did notice it, mm-hmm. and I was relating it to C-3PO's red arm. <laughs> like, oh boy. And C-3PO's red arm was resolved through a one-off comic arc that explains how he got a red arm. And part of me was thinking, are they are they implanting this to give us a comic or a book or a a one-off something to explain how that was there because it felt very intentional. It did not feel... It wasn't just like a, oh, we forgot what it looked like, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I don't I don't remember C-3PO with a red arm. Oh, you don't... He, yeah, you may, not have, you may not have noticed him. He had a red arm. Oh, that was C-3... I thought he was another protocol droid. He yeah, had a red yeah. arm, so that's you why I didn't think he was C-3PO. Him. That was okay. C-3PO, yeah. Oh, weird. Okay, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but the only other, yeah, I didn't really have that much left to talk about in this episode other than, um, I, I wrote this, I wrote this early in my notes where I said, what does Fennec Shand want? And I like that they answered at the end. What's going on is that, like you said, Nala say, or at least we think it's Nala say, whoever the good, the protector, um, Camoian is, um, hired Fennec Shand, and that's some Game of Thrones stuff. Yeah. Like, Nala Say straight up killed her coworker. Um, I don't know if she did. I I mean, Fennec Shand did, and the the order was probably, like, protect Omega. But, like, I mean, what's Nala Say gonna, think's gonna happen when she knows that Tanway is going to this place with the thing briefcase full of money to get Omega. And she hires a yeah. bounty hunter to be like, all right, get back Omega, no matter the cost. Fair. That's some um, Cersei Lannister stuff right there. It is protect your children. Yeah. But actually, I think that leads to why again, this, the floor is so high, like an episode where a ton of stuff doesn't happen or a ton of, you know, I'm, my words are very confused. An episode where not a lot happens Wait, hold on. And the floor is so high or the stakes are so high? No, the floor, you know, the ceiling is is high. Yeah. Like like in Rebels, the ceiling was really high. Like the best of Rebels was really really good. Yeah. The floor was also really low. The Got best of, the worst of Rebels was really bad. This is I've never heard this. You've never heard this. Okay. Yeah. I've I've heard this. Maybe this is just maybe it's good for me to clarify and I'm just like a crazy person who've heard this, but I've heard this when talking about um, other TV shows and things like that. They talk about the floor and the ceiling, or they talk about it a lot with athletes. You know, that guy, like his 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 ceiling will never be high. He'll never be an all star, but his floor is really high too. He'll never be bad. He'll always just be a good, productive guy on your team. He uh, doesn't mess like up. That. 
And that's how I yeah. feel about this show. You know, it's it's not going to mess up. It's it's dependable. You're, it's, it's doing the work, but I don't know if it's going to hit the high notes of being an all-star show like Rebels and Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. This has a very middled kind of mm-hmm. middling kind of rating scale. Or the floor is high, ceiling's low. Mm-hmm. Rebels, totally the opposite. Ceiling was so high, and yeah. the floor was <laughs> very I mean, low. as low as <laughs> yeah. Clone Wars would go as well. Yeah. Clone Wars was the same. Yep, exactly. Um, um, and so it'd be interesting, interesting oh, let me, to see how that goes. Let me see what you think about this. Let's, okay. We have never chatted about the show at length. Think about resistance. Where would you put that floor mm. and ceiling? I, oh man, I don't want to get controversial, especially I just don't want to disappoint disappoint Jonah Marie. No. I feel like the floor was pretty low on that show. And we could both agree on that. And I think the ceiling was also pretty low yeah. on that as well. I not to say I didn't enjoy it. I watched Resistance and I found especially some of the character stuff and the relationships through some of the some of the characters i found that nice um and some of it made me chuckle and i enjoyed watching the episodes but yeah i was never just like blown away by an episode i was never just like yeah that ripped yeah okay yeah well there, there were plenty that i didn't like <laughs> yeah that's pretty much what i think too yeah yeah exactly um but and i think Going back to Bad Batch, I think the fact that they can tie in some sophisticated storytelling, like like this this Game of Thrones stuff, like that's some pretty. She's going behind the back of her superior because she feels protective, you know, motherly feelings or for this thing that they created and the implications of what that means for all clones everywhere. It's some sophisticated storytelling, and they do it really well. They do it without over explaining, and they do it really directly and simply it's not complicated it's it's just great storytelling and so i really admire that about this series yeah yeah i agree it's omega is emerging as the the centerpiece um in my mind as opposed to the bad batch <laughs> there's been a real shift yeah. what are we how many how, how many episodes seven eight in are we yeah, something like that. I and, think maybe nine, actually. Yeah, I mean, the the Bad Batch was really the centerpiece, but in my mind, this episode was one of the the pivots. I'm curious to see if that holds up, but Omega has become the true focus, similar to The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. where Baby Yoda, where Grogu became the centerpiece. Yeah. The, you know, the not MacGuffin, but the... You know the driving plot, the the driving story arc. Yeah. Was. So that's why I'm like, where is Mandalorian going to go now? <laughs> I have no idea. Interesting. Um, yeah. And now think about the Bad Batch without Omega mm-hmm. at this point. Totally. And I think that's you know I think that that's why they probably keep going to this well of having a cute cute childlike sidekick. I mean, it works, and I think. Everything we like about the Bad Batch, the actual crew, is centered around Omega. You know, the way Hunter is a father figure to Omega is what is the relationship we really like. The way Wrecker is kind of a big brother to Omega. 
is really charming. And so, you know, if Omega wasn't in there, would we care about any of the development of these characters? Would we care about the bonds between them specifically? I don't know. Yeah. And that's probably, I mean, it's the same reason why every Disney and Pixar movie has the parent dying in the beginning because it serves a very good platform for a storytelling it that does. tugs yeah. at the emotional heart. So maybe every single Star Wars thing from now on is going to have a kid in distress. <laughs> yeah. Well, it gives the, in more than it's tugs at the heartstrings, it gives the child more agency to roam mm. or yeah. else the whole time because you can't, I've always thought, and this is the same in literature, you know, with Huck Finn, you can't, Huck Finn with parents at home worried is a troubling tale. Mm-hmm. You know, Huck Finn becomes, he immediately becomes villainized to some degree as a bad kid, but you orphan him and then he's free to roam and mm-hmm. you can see these different qualities of him. So same with Omega. Imagine her with parents being like, she would just be a runaway and being like, I just want to be free. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like a... Interesting. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Cool. Did you have any other thoughts about the episode? No. That's about it. Yeah. We didn't really get into Easter eggs for last episode because they didn't really have any that they posted on StarWars.com. One of the Easter eggs was like, you see proton torpedoes. These are much like the ones that have been shot from ships and other Star Wars things before. I'm like, oh, cool. Good oh, Easter egg. Other ships. Oh, cool. yeah. 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 Uh, and, and this again is, and maybe that's a good thing too. I feel like uh, this show is getting away from the Easter eggs a little bit. Even in Mandalorian, it's like, oh my gosh, there's the loath cat. There's this thing from yeah. this other thing that's this and this. And they, uh, especially the last couple episodes, there haven't been a lot of things that uh, tie back into just kind yeah. of fan servicey Easter yeah. egg things. So, also, nothing I feel to report like the, on that front. Yeah, I feel like the backgrounds of this show are very film noir. Like, this mm-hmm. is a very Blade Runner, which I always use this reference, Blade <laughs> yeah. Runner esque setting. Everything is kind of dark and dingy, and it's it's almost creeping closer to the New Hope, kind of dark and dingy and beaten down. But I feel like. Bad Batch, especially this episode, they use a lot of dark and shadow and yeah. um, in such a way that kind of blurs out any background but and keeps the focus, which is kind of kind of nice because I think a lot of Star Wars fans, who would include us, who are mm-hmm. a little overly analytic, tend mm-hmm. to want to scan every piece of thing, but to keep the focus which is why I love the blur effect on the yeah. central figures, I think is um, just kind of nice. It's almost, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Um, so with that said, Mike, would you like to tell people about the rating scale? Yeah, how we end every episode is we rate um, it from our current least favorite to current most favorite sidekick in Star Wars. I'll give an example. Here's my scale. On a scale of Jar Jar Binks being uh, my least favorite to K2SO being my most favorite sidekick, I would give this episode a Zam Wessel. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, it shouldn't surprise you. Um, Zam Wessel is, albeit not my favorite bounty hunter, a really great one who I'm quite fond of have, yeah. have one or two world of Warcraft characters named after her. In fact, <laughs> um, 
it's just a nice touch. Um, this episode is fun. I feel like it's necessary. It feels like a breather. I like that it's not centered around the Bad Batch. I like that we get, we've gotten two or three big questions answered in this episode. It feels necessary to the plot, although you could easily say, why was that there? It's progressing the plot in a massive mm-hmm. way. I'm going to give this episode in the Bad Batch arc an A, teetering on A+. Plus. Ooh. Yeah. It's just, nice. it's like a 97%. Nice. I like that. Um, my grading scale, I also agree that Jar Jar Binks, although I love him, is probably the worst sidekick in Star Wars, but my favorite Star Wars is Ahsoka Tano. And between those two, I give this episode a Toto 360. Just Cad Bane's little little sassy droid, <laughs> oh, <that's> appropriate. <laughs> who I really like. Uh, I didn't remember much from uh, from Clone Wars, but I really liked his just like sassy grumpiness, and he just yeah, just voiced by Seth Green. What what's yeah. that like? Um, Super fun, you know. But not my favorite sidekick, obviously. So I'm giving it a B plus. Okay, wow, yeah, interesting. We're a little far away. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, you know how to find us, or you don't. We're on Instagram <laughs> and Twitter at Rebels Rebels Pod, and you can always email the show at Rebels Rebels Pod at gmail.com. Yeah, and last week we read a very nice review and rating scale from one of our listeners on the podcast. If you would like to leave us a rating and review on iTunes, then we will certainly read that on the air. And also, if you have a Star Wars haiku, please email that to us because we receive those from time to time and those are super duper fun. Super duper. Yep. We're super duper. Yep. And remember, (laughs) until next time, to be brave out there. Don't look back. Don't look back. Don't look back, Mr. Wayne. I'm Mr. Bane. I'm going to get you, Batman. Wrong podcast, Peter. (laughs) Bye. Bye.